heads. They got a goal taken off the board. When I, when I was a senior, um, me and my buddy Shane flew to, um, I don't know, Tampa or somewhere like that with my parents. They went to Disney World. Yeah. My parents, God bless them, rented Shane and I a car, got us a hotel on the beach in Daytona, and we went over to Daytona Beach for spring break. How old were you? Seniors in high school. We Seven. never had that. It was during Holy Week, and, and we just walked around and said the rosary. We rolled into Daytona with straw in our hair and yeah. turnip in our pocket, and we were the biggest <laughs> dumb rubes you would ever Love see. That. Is that <laughs> so, you fit right in. You fit right in. Is that so mom and dad can have a little alone time? No, my sisters were with. Oh, yeah. No, Kids ruin everything. Awesome. <laughs> But uh, we really thought we were, you know, styling and profiling, but we were just dumb hillbillies. All right, Joe, if you could suit you. Yeah. Uh, you only have the lamb today. Yeah. Could you uh, conclude that at the end of segment one? Oh, I had a yeah. oh, okay. crap. It's uh, the email from Dan is all of us. We're all guilty. Yeah, and I have a question regarding that, but um, it's re in regards to Schoonover, right? Yeah, I said the same thing about Josh because Josh only does two hits, but yeah, and Mike does one a week. Right. I don't know, but he pays the same as people right. that that's. I would send an email, send an email to Bernie if <laughs> if if Schoonover is paying what he would pay for five spots a week, but he's only doing one. And it stands to reason you should get a little more time. Well, it? it's, again, well I've been giving him that, but it's just been uh, on my assumption. I haven't confirmed it with anybody, and I'll do that. Who, who is the head of sales? Bernie. Bernie. Bernie, what's his name? Lauer. Cozart. Is he one across Bernie. the hall? Yes. Is he the gray-haired guy? Yes. No. <laughs> that always sends you content. All He's right. tall and very friendly. Uh Let's uh despite your negative attitude. I have no negative attitude. <laughs> okay, Kenny, Uncle Joe. <laughs> so Kenny, are we going back to sea foam being live? I'm ready. So I need a sea foam and a tri-state from you. I can do that. And rookie, I need a Ray N. Welder. <laughs> I can really do that. Is the middle initial N? Ray, Ray N. N Welter. It's not Ray and no, Welter. it's Ray N. Welter. Ray N. Welter. Callapollo.com. Guys, what do the stars on the back of the jersey mean right below the neckline? Four star? I'm not sure. That is who? Is that a captain deal? Maybe it's their year in school. <clears throat> it's like it's the Matamidis that I've noticed it on. Or it could be some sort of Masonic messaging. What are they, the Matamidi Zambonis? What, what are we? The Zephyrs. Okay. You know what a Zephyr is? It's a train. It's a, it's light, a very light it's a runaway train. train. It's a breeze. It's like midnight in Brooklyn. It's child. Wow. What night, what night in Brooklyn? Oh, boy. The net miner just kicked out the biscuit. <clears throat> Matamidi, two on one. Oh. Oh, I might. Let's not pay attention. I might add you by ten seconds at least. It got me in trouble yesterday, Reavers. Actually, yeah. You have to focus on the show. Well, I, I was responding to a news item yesterday. 
when you were watching the hockey game with it. Well, let's forget about that for a moment. No, that became a YouTube sensation. Yeah, it it, it turned out pretty well for us. It went viral. Well, I have a viral quiz for you. I'll do it right off the bat. Okay. Sarah. The quiz. The the gal's name is Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Where are they, by the way? What what school? Laverne? Yes. Did they uh, lose today also? They lost yesterday. yesterday. They're done. They're done. They went home. Yeah. That had to be staged, right? She was the camera instantly found her in the audience. Um, she the, she the photo the photo came out later where she had a hockey stick that said yes on it. Oh, that didn't that didn't get shown immediately. I don't correct. Think so. It was not immediate. She looked happy, and they looked like a cute couple. Yes. Yeah, sure. yeah. And I have a test for you. Well, um, I, I don't know what there could be to test me. Well, about. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. You want us to tell? I invent the test. Me and Reavers can tell you some prom stories. I think Rook was already married by that time. Right. Yeah. Pretty much. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Are we ready? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Joe. Yeah. I am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number one thousand thirty-four. March 10th, 2023, 66 degrees on this day on two occasions. 2012, when we had a really beautiful spring, early golf course openings, 2012 and 2016, and it was 17 below on this day in 1948. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner. Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. We have a guy named Mickey Frost joining us today. That's a few minutes away yet. He's an activist and the founder of 8218, 8 to 18, meaning the age of kids. And he wrote an editorial in the Pioneer Press that was dated February 23rd. He is a black activist uh, who, and he can absolutely correct me if I'm wrong, but as I interpret Mickey's writings, he's not buying the liberal BS. And he's a black guy. And he's, I think he's buying into the idea of don't let them do you a favor. Got it. Now, it is the uh, hockey tournament time. Oh, yeah, I had one time a year. I had noticed. And I have, a, I have a test for you. You'll recall that on day one, a player for the Laverne team uh, asked a gal in the stands, uh, I believe his name is Brady Bork, and he, uh, he carried his stick to the, uh, during the introductions, held up his stick, and on it he asked his gal uh, to go to the prom. Her name is Sarah Stegenga. Okay. And apparently that went viral. It did. It really did. And uh, <clears throat> they looked happy, and she said yes. And But it was a ray of hope to me. Now, normally I'm yelling at these kids to get off my lawn and don't screw it up and don't dye your hair. To get the, the hell out of here. where you wanted every team that had dyed hair, you wanted to I, I would, I would disqualify. <laughs> yeah. or, or, if, if you can't wear a full mustache, yeah. don't. Don't do that pencil thing. <laughs> you come out with that yeah, creepy, yeah. creepy-looking white hair, I, you're done. I don't even let you I, play in my tournament, gotcha. so get off my lawn. Gotcha. So, But I found a ray of hope in that. Can anyone identify it? It has to do with 
the young fellow skating out to the blue line for introductions, and he held up the stick with, uh, hey, Sarah, prom question mark. Yes. Can anyone tell me what my ray of hope is? Your ray of hope is? Now, yeah, you know what? You're going to get it. I know you? I am. And there's a couple things. They still have a prom where a guy asks a girl. That's, That's convention. That, that ain't it. Okay. But that, you're right. Uh, and he put some thought into his response, and he was classy. I'm unaware of his response. She had to have the response. He was he was very creative in his uh, uh, request. And what did he do correctly? He said, I don't know. He smiled and asked. Well, he had a question mark. Punctuated and had a capital letter, Sarah. You're missing the key grammatical part. You're missing the key. Hey, Sarah. You're, hey, you're Sarah, missing comma, the key piece of. Yes. He used uh, quotation marks. Wrong. You're missing the key. Uh, I love games like this. Hey. Um, he didn't spell it. He spelled her name the way you like it. He was spelled correctly. He used a question mark. H A Y. Just tell us. Come on. No, this, wait, this is a funny I like, I like playing He the game used too. a key piece of punctuation that gave me great joy. He used a comma. He did. He well, I said comma. that already. He did not. He did not say Yes, comma. I did. Back the tape up, Chris. I, I, think, said up question mark. Mark. I think you yeah. said question mark. I said, say, okay. Whatever. Hey, Sarah, comma. comma. Prom question mark. That's a ray of hope to me. So that <laughs> that's for, a ra- that's what it's come to. That's what this it's is come what I need out. for a ray of hope. I, I know why. So unlike and he capitalized prom. I'm not sure he had to, but it doesn't bother me. So Rook, you'll appreciate this. So unlike every day around 140, when you're yelling at me for the correct uh, punctuation. Right. Sentence structure for the show description. Mm-hmm. You were happy that this kid didn't need your help, right? Yeah, Ray of Hey, dummy. <laughs> right. Hey, no Sarah. Exclamation point. Comma. Prom? Question mark. Thank you, a uh, young man. Thank you, Brady Bork. Thank you. That's what my life become, young man. My my life has become so trodden upon that I I find great joy in something as simple as you understanding that that required a comma. And you provided it. Thank you very much. You know, the other thing, too, is it, it is a slice out of Americana. Yeah, that was That's great. cool. That's it was pretty great. cool. It was great. And he didn't have the dyed hair either. Did you hear about... I don't think he did. I didn't look. Did you hear about how short the honeymoon period was? No. She said no. No, she said yes, which is great. But after the game in the locker room, the state Minnesota State High School League uh, executive came up to him and said, you know what you've put in place here a rule that nobody can write on their sticks and have you being serious. I mean, totally serious. You're kidding. You're kidding. After the game, he said, you know, they can dye their bleeping hair, but they can't write a little message on their stick. They're wondering, well, the state high school, league doesn't have any sense of humor. They at don't. All. Wait, wait, wait. Fun. I know where you're going. Oh, I get you it. know, they could start doing bad messages on sticks. That's, I suppose. Yeah. That's, you that's know, but it's, it's so bad because this was so innocent. I have a question then about the state high school league. You no. know, in uh, high school football, you can't celebrate a goal, correct? Of touchdown. Excessively. I, I'm sorry. Yeah, a goal. A, a, a touchdown. I'm unaware of that. I don't know. Oh, my God. Rookie's but, right. But you can celebrate a goal in hockey. Oh, yeah. Because well, I well, think. You do a whole dance and make a little love. Get down tonight. Yeah. Wow. Get down tonight. Rookie's <laughs> right. 
Uh, Keith Ellison has just announced he's suing <laughs> hockey stick manufacturers. Oh my gosh, <laughs> okay, he's right that on was good. Thank you. Too easy to write. <laughs> that was good. All right. Um, I do have a bit of a critical note though. By how that, does she have the? How does she have the replies still ready at the game? Maybe well, I don't even care if it was. It wasn't staged. after that. Was that was in another room? That wasn't right that away. Was later. Oh, it was yeah. not right away where they put the camera. She okay. was in a in another room. May, may I tell you, we've given but, this enough time. It was all about a comma. But one more thing, um, it's kind of cool that it was outlawed because now he's the one and only. One and only. One and, yeah. only. and it was uh -huh. classy. Yeah. So I guess because you know that some kids would have some political message or two five five eight six seven what does that mean three oh nine what are what are, six, what, are what are we to make of this minneapolis's top racial equity official so minneapolis has a top equity so that means there's others apparently minnesota's top racial equity official misinformed the city council and the public when she said last month that the bush foundation had committed three million dollars to the city's first black expo all right not only had the foundation never committed a dime the city never really asked according to statement mm -hmm. the revelation raises questions around the planning of the i am my ancestors wildest dream expo but you far fewer attendees than initially hoped and required an influx of taxpayer money. In the end, the free Feb 25 event at the Minneapolis Convention Center, which praised by some who attended, cost taxpayers upwards of 500 grand and drew 3,700 people to register online. There's no official attendance number, but it's clearly five fewer than the 20,000 that Taisha Green, the city's lead organizer, forecasted weeks before. Green was hired a year ago to lead the city's race and equity efforts and serves as director of the newly formed Department of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging. Another meaningless job title. I was going to say, what is she, how do you measure what she's done? Her statement to the city council at an emergency meeting last month had proved to be untrue. But in the first paragraph, we used the word misinformed. No, she lied. But statement by city, the city acknowledges the inaccuracy while leaving other questions unanswered. I, I don't want to dwell on this. I don't really care what's 500 grand. Uh, um, I, I, I care. Well, you don't live in Minneapolis. Oh, you're right. I don't care. <laughs> no, I really don't care. But, but you asked at the outset, Joe, you asked, and I'll provide an answer. She's fired, and she's prosecuted to the full extent, uh, extent of the law. Well, that was where I was going to go. Uh, there's not much to be made of this, by which I mean, will she be reprimanded? Will she face consequences after all she did cost this long-suffering taxpayer 500 grand will she be demoted will she be in any way confronted will she in any way be asked to account or atone for her her lie and i my prediction sadly enough is that absolutely not absolutely not when you have 
when you have job titles that don't mean anything and can't be judged for achievement, it's it stands to follow that you also can't be critical of them. Doesn't it? Mm, yes. Yeah. Because there's no there's no there's no reason for these titles to exist. Therefore, what could you find that was wrong? And I don't think the city has anyone in any position in the city, whether it be St. Paul or Minneapolis or anywhere closer to the country's tallest buildings, that would take any action to confront this woman on her utter and miserable failure. Vita says she plans to talk with city officials to get more information internally. How about the whole office, not just her? If she's the lead, that means there's a whole office. That's a waste of money. Well, it also sounds like this is an event. It almost sounds like uh, that the Office of Racial Equity, Inclusion, and Belonging actually had something to do. And what it was that they had to do was apparently uh, fund this event. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can have this event. Sounds great. But where are you gonna, how are you going to pay for it? Well, we're going to get a, uh, I guess we're going to get some money from the Bush Foundation. And uh, that's uh, almost $3 million, in fact. Only to have it learned that the Bush Foundation not only didn't offer any money, they were never asked to. So, so despite her having a job title that can't be measured for success, she still failed because apparently they had a task. Apparently yeah. they had an errand. That's pretty tough to do. Yeah. To, yeah, one job. To fail something you aren't even measured in. Yeah. Right. One job. <laughs> and that's not the only thing she screwed up with. She, uh, They asked for and received uh, $200,000 of private donations, which uh, the city made them give back because it goes against their rules. <clears throat> I'm done with it. Uh, yeah, I, I predict nothing will happen. Nothing will happen. Um, but, you know, the outrage among people down there is, think of the good that, that that money could have done elsewhere. You could go up to the north side and start paying some bills off, helping some people with some food, some education. I mean, five, half a million? My God, think of the good that could have been done. It's unclear what, if anything, will happen. Vita, Latricia Vita, said she plans to talk with city officials to get more information internally, but also said the public, the Bush Foundation, and members of the Black community deserve answers. She said when news of the recanted donation spread, a small drumbeat began among residents and business owners about other ways the money could have been spent. There could have been a backlash against the Bush Foundation because people might think they took their money back and don't support people of color, she said. Well, that's not true. The Bush Foundation was never asked. Right. $3 million, that would be a huge deal. To actually say the name of the foundation, that is bold. When you don't have the receipts to back it up. Well, Vita is a hope. She is a GL hope on that city council. Always has been since she called that fruitcake out for his lies. What was his name? Um, uh, uh, Cunningham. Skip, Philippe, yeah, Skinny Cunningham. What was Philippe? Philippe, Philippe Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. Opie, Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. Opie Cunningham. <laughs> I, I'm unaware of what that is. She was by that time. That was yeah. it. The gal did talk to the Bush Foundation, but in order to get the money, you have to put together a proposal. She never did that. No. 
Of course she didn't. So it was never, ever under review at the Bush Foundation. They didn't have the paperwork. And just even though the job is meaningless, it's yet another person that's in over their head. Didn't deserve to have the job. $500,000. And about 12 wow. people went and said, man, this is fun, isn't it? This is neat. The other story on the cover of the Tribune today, which was fascinating, is the development of a solar farm on prime farmland, which the agricultural community understood was not to happen. And I have a note from Josh in Winnebago, Minnesota. He's 40 years old with a CI of 43, and he's a card-carrying member of the Garage Legend Town Council. Love that. And he writes, I hope you touch on the proposed solar farm in the Rochester area of southern Minnesota. These sorts of projects are the ones that frustrate those of us farthest from the city's tallest buildings. When these types of solar farms were originally proposed and sold to outstate Minnesota, there was an understanding that they would not be placed on lands used for production agriculture. Rather, they would be located on parcels which are less desirable for farming, poor soil, erodible, difficult access, etc. Now we see a proposal for 1,500 acres of good farmland to be consumed by ugly black panels, all to satisfy some urban regressive's renewable energy dream. Newsflash for everyone celebrating these projects. Farmland is not renewable. We can't make more of it. Farmland is already expensive, and if a supply of farmland is to be consumed by solar panels, well, I don't see the price going down. Farmland is also the most efficient means for growing food. Lab-grown production extremely, is extremely inefficient and cannot yield the same results as field-grown crops. Trading non-renewable farmland for renewable energy is not an even trade. Joe, to those regressives who listen to you but won't admit it, please put your solar panels on top of your tall buildings. Leave them off our farmland. And another thing, one Minnesota, my ass. The clash between urban and rural interest is real. We are not all in this together when one side constantly steamrolls the other. The urban regressives hold both the political and bureaucratic power to exert their will over those of us in rural areas, and we in the hinterlands have very little recourse. As always, Thanks for keeping the podcast going. Keep fighting the good fight. I do not contribute to political parties, but I would gladly make a, a contribution to the GL party if it is ever formed. Good luck, Josh and Winnebago. He's well, right. He's, he's right on the money. He's right. He's right on the money. He's 100% right. There's a little bit more that, to it. Uh, there is actually a state law that prohibits using farmland. Um, unless there's no feasible or prudent alternative. But even under that law, it would be limited to 100 acres. Now, here's where it gets complicated. This is half the size of White Bear Lake. Right, right. Here's where it gets complicated. The farmers have agreed to lease that land. Mm -hmm. So now it's a fight between locals fighting locals. Yep. Who, uh, who was the entity behind it? Who was the uh, energy provider? Is this an XL project? Is this so a, you have the story in front of you. You search it out. In other words, follow the money. Right. Who's getting the money from this supposed solar-powered energy? 
Byron Solar. Okay. And Byron's a little town just west of Rochester. All right. The Minnesota Public Utilities Commission unanimously approved, despite the pushback from Dodge County and Can Canisteo Township. Sorry mm-hmm. if I'm pronouncing that wrong. Mm-hmm. Well, we're all going to die, and I'm going to die before I see the results of this. But I have an estate plan, and you can too, with Eckberg Lammers. They've been doing estate plans and meeting the legal needs of individuals, businesses for more than 70 years. And here's the deal. When you at last buy the farm, as we say, you don't want to leave behind a mess for your family. You want everything organized because that keeps it out of the courts. It minimizes your taxes and controls your wishes. They can solve a lot of problems. You might have family property that's in dispute. You snowbirds might have tax questions. There's a lot you need to consider with having your will prepared so you know what your children are going to be prepared to accept. You want this to run smoothly. And Eckbird Lammers runs it smoothly. They'll leave you with peace of mind, and you can't buy that. You could not buy that. Make an appointment now with Eckbird Lammers. I don't care how old you are. The sooner you do this, the better. Talk to Eckbird Lammers at 651-439-2878. It's called estate planning. Visit Eckberg Lammers at EckbergLammers.com. Uh, one ten. Jeez, I felt it wasn't even a minute. All right, children's you learn. Uh, yeah. Let's get Kenny into an Adam, and I'll call him one week. Yep. Let me know when you're ready. I better get my timer going here. Yeah. Oh, I can just run 60. I should have run mine. <laughs> Let's jump right in. 60. It's called 42460. Right How about start doing the countdown at 45? 10, 9, <laughs> 8. Kenny, you wanted a countdown. Hold on. I'm going to have a bit here. Okay. <clears throat> Oh my God! I think these sea foams go a little short. So then, uh, if I don't go fast, man. If I don't go to sixty, let's just have ten seconds of dead air. Okay. You ready, Joe? Yeah, rolling. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Zuzuri. Boy, I got to tell you, GLers love talking about sea foam. Because it works really fast, it's easy to use. Dump it in and go. That's it. Uh, and the people that use Seafoam love to tell others about it. It's because it's so easy to use. The results are immediate. They're long-term. And uh, we just consider it insurance that's proactive. I mean, it starts working right away. Seafoam cleans and lubricates critical engine parts so your engine runs better and lasts longer. Less visits to the mechanic with that side eye they give you for grumbling. Um, and you can get this stuff anywhere. I mean, you see it virtually everywhere. Auto parts stores, big retailers, small retailers. I'm going to talk slower. Knack hardware stores, farm stores, sea stores. I've even seen sea foam in my local grocery store. That's how available it is. Both Joe and I lean on sea foam almost every day. It's a wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's GL's favorite, sea foam. We're going to be joined by Mickey Frost. He founded the Truth Center. Called, it's called 8218, age 8 to 18. Get it? Eight. 
numerals there. And uh, I'm anxious to talk to Mickey. He wrote a nice piece for the, the Pioneer Press on, uh, it looks like it appeared February 18th after the death of the uh, student at Harding. Is Mickey joining us? Hello, Mickey. Hey, how you guys doing? This is Joe you're talking to. Joe, how you doing, brother? Mickey, you wrote a nice piece in the Pioneer Press on Feb 18, and it says, I am Mickey Frost. I am many things, a community activist, the founder of the 8218 Truth Centers, a son, a father, a husband, a person who has made mistakes, and a black man. And you wrote this regarding the stabbing at Harding. Is that correct? Yes, sir. And I get the feeling, Mickey, that you think these kids are not being punished the way they should be. Well, in, in, in most cases, I believe that, you know, punishment should probably be a little more uh, strict than, than what a lot of these cases are, are ending up. Yes, I do believe that. Well, tell in us about cases. the Truth Center. What is that all about? So the Truth Center, first of all, uh, thank you for having me on. And uh, the Truth Center, the 8218, actually is 8218. So right. That stands for ages 8 to 18. Um, so I mentor kids from the ages of 8 to 18 with a series of different classes from community awareness, conflict resolution, depression, and suicide prevention. Um, you know, I like to say some of the stuff that some of us had to learn the hard way bumping our heads as kids. Yep. Try to teach it to these kids so they don't bump their heads as hard. And then another dynamic is we do truce where we go out and we find those individuals that are um, fighting and shooting and stuff at each other, and we try to get them to uh, – you know, kind of stop and, and, and de-escalate those situations so that they don't end up, you know, becoming what kind of seems like a norm in our communities now. Mickey, where'd you? are you from St. Paul? From St. Paul, yeah. Where'd yeah. you go to high school? Right here. I went to Highland. I went to Central. Ultimately was kicked out of both and ended up in a Jefferson Alternative where I got my GED, started getting my life back together, went off to Minneapolis Community College and from that point, uh, kind of started working in the community, trying to fix what I had messed up. Wait, let me, let me just jump in there. I really appreciate the, the, the term, get my life back together, is a, is a crutch that sometimes people use after they got in trouble. It sounds like you got in trouble, you got your life together, and then you backed it up with education. I just wanted to say congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Did you have a gang life, Mickey? Yeah, I did. Um, I, my gang life is a little different than uh, I would say the traditional when you think about Crips or Bloods or any of that type of, that type of uh, gang fashion or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, mine was more or less we had lost a friend when I was a kid to gun violence to another friend uh, right here in St. Paul. So we had kind of formed a little a group. Back then it was called a posse. You know, mm -hmm. It wasn't called gang. It was more like a little posse. So we had you know, got a group of us uh, from the community and we had, you know, all claimed a name or whatever. And from that point on, um, we kind of stuck together, but we we didn't necessarily get into a lot of the, the fights and the shooting and that type of gang life. Ours was more like a group of kids that was kind of together that, you know, um, just kind of, you know, just tried to represent the homie that we had lost uh, due to gang violence for another one of the homies. Well, what? What was the aspect of your life that you felt you needed to get back together? Well, the fact that um, prior to, I, I would say, probably the age of uh, 13, 
I had grew up watching, and back in these days, it was, you know, watching the Tony Dorsett, watching the, uh, you know, the basketball Michael Jordan, and just watching, you know, some of those individuals. And a lot of us younger kids back then wanted to be athletes. We wanted to be the next superstar in, in a sport or whatnot. But then came uh, the crack cocaine era and also uh, the gang, the gang era. And when that came into play, um, you know, it, it was almost like, it was just a fad to be on the block selling drugs or whatever. You know, it, as kids, we didn't realize the you know the magnitude of what it was doing to the community. It was more like, you know, this was the end thing to do. Everybody was doing it. So, hey, join, join the crowd. Do what everybody else is doing. And then uh, rap, gangster music came out literally around the same time. And uh, it was like, well, let's emulate what we're seeing on television. You know, pretty much what a lot of the kids are doing today. And it all comes from, you know, uh, what happened back then when gang music and drugs started to infest our communities and and really kind of just uh, down, down, you know, where we were supposed to be heading. You say you have walked the halls of the schools, meaning the schools in St. Paul, and your heart gets broken. What breaks your heart when you walk the halls of the schools? Well, Walk in the hall seeing that there's kids that, you know, are just lost to music and to social media and, you know, just the lack of having resources. And to see those kids in these hallways, um, you know, just not going to school and in a lot of cases doing drugs in the hallways, um, being disrespectful. And just to watch some of those kids do that, is is um it, you know it's just it's just heartbreaking to know that you know the life that they could potentially live if they just understood the, the wrongs that they were doing now and just to watch them kind of just fade into you know this this life that is definitely not going to end up good for them you know it's heartbreaking. How significant? I uh, obviously. To me, it's terribly significant. But what is your opinion of the significance of the lack of fathers in many of these homes? Well, I believe that, you know, overall, it was a systemic issue that started that. And as time went on, it only began to, um, you know, continue to cripple, you know, those men and those generations of men that could have been there, but for whatever reason or not, um, they was not there, and that only caused a ripple effect in the community and in the culture that ended up being um, detrimental. And I believe that a lack of fathers and um, the fact that a lot of these men should be assert should be um, you know in the homes and they're not um, is is something that we definitely don't need as a people. You know, Mickey, I'm glad you went there with Joe because that's something I wanted to ask you about. I'm seeing your post from yesterday, I believe it's from, from yesterday, where you wrote the following on social media, uh, if you don't mind me sharing. But it says, you got to be a different type of parent to go to the juvenile detention center, visit your kid, slide them some dope, leave, they find it on your kid, and cuss the jail up because they suspended your visits, shaking my head part of the problem I that, that couldn't be more spot on and what Joe said earlier is that there's such a lack of accountability so I'm glad there's people like you fighting the good fight thank you I appreciate it it's just the truth though how old are you Mickey I'm 50 50 so you've been around you've been around a long time 
Are things worse now than you've ever seen them? Let's just stick to say inside the school halls. Are things worse now than you've ever seen them? Definitely. Definitely way worse. You know, there was a, you know, as a kid, you know, I did school. And, uh, you know, when I did this school, it was, um, it was your, you were hiding. You were trying to, you know, not be be seen by the principal or by, you know, the teachers, you know. So it was kind of like a cat and mouse. Now these kids just don't go to class. It's, mm-hmm. They don't care if they're seen and it's not hide from the teachers blatantly telling the principal and the teachers that, hey, I don't want to go to class. It's that simple. How do you get these kids to uh, attend what you offer at the Truce Center? How do you get them to become involved? Most of the time it's because the parents are just, you know, overwhelmed with what's going on with their kids. And the parent reaches out, uh, whether they see me on social media, the news or whatever, and try to find a way to connect their kid with, with, with my, with me. And, uh, and so they bring them in and they give me a call. And, and from there we go and, uh, we sit down with the kids and, you know, I offer them a safe space to be, I offer them homework help, I offer them the mentoring that they need. Um, you know, and just that overall feeling of, you know, here is a man back in their life. Here is a father figure, uncle or something that they can gravitate toward moving forward. And, and that's how it works most of the time. Where is it located? So I have two locations right now. Uh, one is on Lexington and Shelby in the Midway area of St. Paul. Um, the second location is on Payne and Chase yep. to help those East Side kids over there. How are you funded? Uh, right now, I have a federal grant through um, an ARPIC grant right now that helps out. Um, right now, that's, that's due to end uh, soon. Uh, prior to that, it was funded by myself, funded by community help. You mm-hmm. know, it's funded by, you know, uh, people that were concerned and just say, you know, it doesn't take a lot of money to save these kids, but if we can just, you know, at these locations have the rent paid and, you know, hey, the lights on, you know, we can find some, you know, some donated food and stuff like that to feed the kid, and then the rest comes from just, you know, your heart. Are these schools afraid to say no to these kids? Is that part of the problem? I, I'm not going to say that they're afraid to say no to the kids. I think they're trying to appease everybody. And in in appeasing everybody, you're going you, it, that's never going to work. You, you can't think that you're going to uh, make everybody happy, especially when you're trying to, you know, change some norms. That's just not going to work because you have some people that um, aren't living the lives of others and they don't agree with, some of the changes that some would try to initiate and vice versa. So I think it's more that there's officials and there's people that are in places to be able to implement some changes that, you know, they have two ears and one ear they're hearing one thing and the other ear is hearing something else and they're kind of stuck in the middle. I have a question for you. Who is most qualified to assess and project success for these, uh, it's it's not the school board. It's not the legislators. Is it the, the the parents? Is it the community? Who can best assess what's going on accurately and look for a solution without this gobbledygook political speak? You might have to hear some harsh words, but harsh words mean there's a future for some of these kids. 
to me, it has to be the community. It has to be those boots on the ground organizations that are really out here that see and are part of this everyday problem that takes place, you know, here. It, you know, it's like too too many times that these, um, whether they're the politicians or, you know, whether they're the people that, you know, sit on certain boards. You know, a lot of the, if we talk about the school board, you know, a lot of the people that sit on the school board don't have a kid in the St. Paul, if we're talking about St. Paul public schools, they don't even have a kid in St. Paul public schools. Mm -hmm. But you're on this board making decisions for St. Paul public schools when you're basing your decisions off of what you think. You you know, you don't have a kid that, you know, is watching um, the blood come out of another kid in the hallway of a hearty. Yeah. You don't you don't have that, you know. So it's easy for you to say what you think may need to take place to make these schools better. But you know, it'll be different if you actually let the same same thing applies to you know in the community when it comes to you know some of the things that need to change. There's so many people that are legislators or um, you know part of this political chain that do not live where their sirens going off every night as they try to go to sleep. They don't live where they're seeing yellow tape, they're seeing kitty bears and stuff at at almost every corner when you ride down the street with, you know, um, shows where someone was murdered or someone lost their life right there. And they don't see that. So that's one of the problems, but they're the ones that make decisions for, you know, the people that are living those lives. Mickey, whatever success you intend to achieve with the Truth Centers, uh, it would be my opinion, you'll have to do it without any political involvement, without any school involvement, and without any school board involvement, because they're all incompetent. They're chasing the wrong direction. You're going to have to do this on your own. I don't disagree to most of that. I believe that um, I wouldn't say that they're incompetent. What I would say, though, is that they are in positions where their hands are tied often enough to where they can't, you know, do some of the things that they know deep down inside they need to do, you know, in, in, uh, in fear of, you know, certain consequences or, or backlash they may catch, you know, from other um, entities or coworkers or, 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 you know, just people in general, and I think that's probably what, what a lot of the problem is. Mickey, Joe has a theory that we've been discussing for a couple of years. And uh, you know what, Joe, instead of me trying to explain your theory, um, explain it to Mickey, your less than theory. Mickey, when I see what, uh, when I see a lack of accountability from black kids, when I see a lack of discipline given to them, when I see their disrespect excused, to me, you are making that child less than. You are saying to that child, we don't expect much from you. Therefore, we're going to look the other way on your misbehavior because you're not qualified to behave. And I think it's a dreadful, dreadful, insidious sin made by liberals to to make black children less than. I expect as much from any black kid in school as I would from any other kid. But, and then in turn, Joe, that sets that kid up for a life of right. success. By treating him like every other kid, you set him up for a life of success. I, I, want, I want these kids to, to behave in school, Mickey. I don't think they should be excused for bad behavior. 
they should. I mean, just playing out blatant, they should not, and it's wrong. You know, um, you know, but I want to take it a step further. It should not only be on the kids, but we have to start involving some of the parents as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. We 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 have to we have to be able to say, you know what, you know, this kid is acting out, continues to act out, and if as a parent you're not, um, you know, going to address these this issue, um, then maybe there should be some consequences headed, you know, in your direction. Yeah. And, and at the same time, um, and you know, of course, we we can have you know parents that you know obviously they have to compete with those elements that are bringing those kids to those places of, of you know, that, those behaviors. But if you're not looking to put your kids in program or in, in those things that could help, then maybe, you know, that consequence shouldn't just be on the kid. And that's how I, I believe it should yeah, work. Because, absolutely. you know, if, um, I, I understand that as a parent, hey, you can't control your kid to a certain degree, especially when a kid gets a certain age and just wants to act out and do what they do. But, if you are actively trying as a parent to get that kid involved in some things that, hey, if if you tried as a parent and the kid ditched that or just didn't go whatever, well, at least there's a record of you are trying as a parent. And to me, there's not enough parents in the black culture that have kids that are going through some of these issues that are really trying hard to get those. And I'm not saying every single parent, but I'm saying there's a lot that are trying to get those um spaces in those places and their kids involved with them but then there's an awful lot to just talk to talk but really won't walk the walk when it comes to getting that necessary help for your kids and to me that has to change that's just as valuable as uh you know trying to get the kid to, to see some things the parent needs to also Mickey, i gotta ask you something because i just have to know when a car gets stolen is it the fault of the car or the thief <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not the car. So. Man, <laughs> you're on the right track. <laughs> Thank God, Mickey. <laughs> yeah, Mickey, car, you're so. you're an all right guy, man. You're pretty cool. Uh, Mickey, uh, I hope you. Maybe it even sounds like more parents should become aware of the eight to eighteen truth centers and get their kids over there for help. Hey, that's what we're here for. All right. Hey, Mickey, go ahead and give out your website. If somebody were uh, gracious enough to donate. Uh, or want to help you out, go ahead and give out your website. Um, the website is www.828truthcenter.org. Uh, you can go there. Um, and I tell people all the time, you know, volunteering and, you know, whatever God tells you to do or your higher power tells you to do with your heart, then that's, that, that's a donation to me, you know. It's not monetary all the time and stuff. Of course, we need help with food or and, and different stuff for these kids. So bring food. You know, it's not a thing where hey, money, 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 money needs to be sent to us. No, I would. I mean, it, it, you do it. Do what your heart tells you to do in whatever you know fashion that that is for you. you well, know? All right, we'll make it. We'll make it work. That being said, what dire need supplies do you have? What What do these kids need supplies with clothing wise? Or right now, today. In next week, what do we need? Food for these kids. These kids love to eat. You know, a lot of the kids. You got to be honest. They go hungry every day. They 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 don't have you know a lot of food, and and it's too bad that you know um, those people that are in position 
to feed them some lunches and arguing about and, and fighting like kids when it comes to being able to give all the free lunch for a kid. I mean, to me, it's just, it's nonsense. I mean, I wouldn't care if you was a millionaire and you could afford the lunch. Does that mean that you don't deserve a break too? You know what I mean? Does that yeah. mean that just because you have made it in life, and you, does that mean I can't buy your kids right. a lunch one day? Or you know, that doesn't make sense. And, you know, so there's some things that I just think that, you know, we need to fix. And, and when it comes to the legislative um, field, I just think that, you know, they're, they're no different in a, in a, in a sense than uh, some of these kids that's running around here that's arguing and fighting over things that we should be able to come together to fix. And, you know, sometimes take a back seat to somebody else's pain and problems. And, you know, I think that's something that collectively we should do, despite if you're on the right or the left, it doesn't matter. You know, kids are dying and neighborhoods need help. And if it's not your neighborhood, what's wrong with sitting back one day saying, you know what, I'm cool over here. I'm, I'm We're good over here, but let me sit back and give somebody else something for a change. Even if I really don't agree with it, don't want it, well, if it can help, and let's see, you know. All right. Mickey, best of luck to you. And and write some more for the newspaper. I think that would be helpful. Oh, that's the plan. All right. Thank you, sir. Contact them and tell them. I well, he, I Joe do that. He, knew where they were. he works for them, so you've got you've got an in. I'll 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 spread the word for you. Oh, well, I appreciate it. But hey, let's keep it going. I appreciate you guys so much. And hey, you know, my motto and my thing every day is another day, another chance. All right, thank you, Beautiful. sir. Awesome. All right, thank Thanks, you, Mickey. Thanks. Bye. I really dig Mickey. You know why? He does websites like I do. He gives you the W's. Yes, he did. <laughs> he gives you the W's. <laughs> he did. <laughs> He must be a listener. He must be a listener. <laughs> All right. Thank you. We'll take a short uh, time out but here. First, I'm going to let you know about our friends at Hofferman Water while Joe transitions to watch the hockey game. Hofferman oh, Water doing that during a commercial. If you are looking to make the switch, then go with the absolute best. That's Hofferman and Connecticut. I did it a couple of years ago. You should too. The quality of my water vastly improved when we had that Connecticut system installed. And I'm telling you, once you make the switch, you will never go back. Sales, service, and rental options for Connecticut is available for you from Hofferman. That includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and of course, top-of-the-line drinking water systems. So do this. Write this phone number down, 952-894-4040. That's 952 952- 894-4040 or better than that just go to their website you can see every system that they have to offer online at their website which is hoffermanwater.com get in touch with them today they'll make the switch and they're the best in the business hofferman water has been proudly serving the state of minnesota for over 50 years please tell them you heard about them here on the garage logic podcast Well, Mickey, good luck to you. Poking around the website, he's got, is it Truth or Truce? Truce. 8218, okay. truce the C, center.org. If it's an Edina Minnetonka final, I'm not even watching. Oh, I thought you meant if this is an Edina. I'm like, no, it's no. St. Paul. What do you mean for food? Non-perishable. No, chips. Dinty more beef stew. 
They'd probably eat it, yep. Uh, Easy Mac. Arby's. Fish sandwiches. Fish sandwich. No, non-perishable stuff. Cereal. Yeah. I mean, all that kind of stuff. That's... What are you doing after the show? Taking my dad to uh, the bank and I'm taking him to Cub Foods. Such, why don't you bring him a couple of bullhead sandwiches? Yeah. I was going to say, I'll give you the money. You go to the store. I'll get some stuff for him. You give me the, you give the money. I'll go to Cup with my old man. I'll, I'll pick up some. I went I'll to the store the other day, and uh, I was shocked at what stuff cost. Well, hello? <laughs> How long have you? Well, it's been the winter, so he hasn't been on the scooter to run down the lunch to I get some carrots. I had a bag, one bag, $78. One bag. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and you had you had some Did you have some meat in there? Nope. No and meat? You, you know cheese? what? Yep, and that I've, was my, my fault. I didn't look at the price. Look, yeah, like you don't understand piece I, of cheese. I I can com, com, commiserate because I've done that before. And what I learned is the roommate could go to the store, get the same amount of food, spend half the money. I don't yeah, know I how they that. do it. I, I don't. That. They know how to do it. They, I they some fruit. That's why she's the chief procurer. Yeah, right. They yeah, know. I, I can't. Uh, that bag, if she did it, would have been fifty dollars. Yep, probably absolutely. And I, mine was seventy eight. Yep. You just grab and go. But you can't buy a fifteen dollar little hunk of cheese, uh, which well, I did, and I, I didn't mean, mean to. Look I'm at it sure laying. I meant to. I just, just assumed how, it wouldn't be that much. Just look how sexy it is laying there. I yeah. mean, look at that. I'm how do you not buy it. it? Yeah, I'm not gonna eat that. That's too valuable. <laughs> uh, are we ready? Yeah. Okay. Ken, you ready? Uh, Kamala coming up. Okay. This one we have Pat at one. I yeah, might have to talk fast on this one. All right, I'm rolling. I'll do my best. Truth, justice, and the suturee. Tri-State Bobcat has a big spring sale right now on Toro Power Clear single-stage snowblowers. And Power Max two two stage snowblowers and Tri-State, they're offering two models here, and I promise you, no matter which model you go home with, you're going to look forward to the next snowfall. These Toro snowblowers are simply amazing. If you're thinking about summer, ooh, you are in luck. Toro zero turn mowers will cut your time spent mowing. Uh, you know, do you spend three hours? If you get a Toro zero turn, it's going to be two hours. It's that cool, making tedious jobs fun. Uh, and Tri-State Bobcat has the best pricing right now on select previous model years. Time Cutter and Titan zero-turn mowers ranging from 42-inch to 60-inch with a 10 to 20% pricing drop under uh, the promo. There's a big bunch of snowblowers, a big bunch of carryover zero-turns. Get on the horn, call any Tri-State Bobcat, tell them you're a GLer and you need to be set up. Mankey's Outdoor Power Equipment in Owatonna, now part of the Tri-State family, so everything's available there. Tri-State Bobcat locations in town, they are Burnsville, Little Canada, and Hudson. And you can see everything on the web, tristatebobcat.com. Uh, we have uh, the gift that keeps on giving. Well, her name is Kamala Harris. <laughs> and apparently she's now very worried about students. Is that right, Chris? Yes, sir. Uh, well, mostly just young people. and their Young people industry. having some climate problems there she thinks they have some angst that might be brought about by their fears of of climate danger 
I mean, one of the young leaders was talking to me about climate mental health. He said, tell me what's going on with your peers. Climate mental health. And she talked, I said, I think I understand that, but unpack it for me. And she talked about how her peers are thinking about it. One example is, you know, whether when they're ready, could they start a family? <laughs> Worried about what that would mean. And the stress of it. They were talking about it in terms of their peers trying to figure out, you know, they're going to have to get a job and they're going to have to make a living, but yeah, what works. can they do and how can they adapt the education that they're having now to their activism? <laughs> how is that going to affect This is a first world problem. Activism. We're not going to yeah. be here. They instill the fear and then they look for a reason of what's to blame. Then here. they remind you, you better get a job to continue to pay us. <laughs> right. Yeah, don't forget that. That's first and foremost. We're going to be struck by an asteroid in on Valentine's Day, 2046. All right. That will not be a happy Valentine's Day. What is that? 23 <laughs> years from now? 20, no. 20, 23 yeah, years right. from now. Years, yeah. We won't be here no. because we've ruined the Earth. We're, are we gone? We're gone before 40, right? Oh, yeah. 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 And the beauty of this is we know the size of it, too. It's the size of an Olympic swimming pool or... 5,200 boxes of full-size paper clips. Ah, you, know, you can okay, you come up with anything you want. That's usually what I use. Right. This, is, this one's the size of a swimming pool, an Olympic swimming pool. Okay, not, not Royce's little swimming pool. No. This is 2023 DW, and uh, she's coming on board here, and uh, uh, it's a long way from Earth right now, 17 billion kilometers. So I, I just thought I'd tell you that because okay. Tom reminded me that we uh, – we have a lot of climate angst. Kids, you better start worrying about this. It's the size of an Olympic swimming pool. We don't know how big that is. Isn't life on Earth balancing on the thread the way it is in respect to what's happening out in the universe? I mean, just one wrong thing. It could shut the whole world down. The uh, vice president was speaking at the Aspen Ideas Climate something or other down in Florida, which... The governor and lieutenant governor are currently they're at, there. They're at that freeloading thing, too. Huh? And uh, Lieutenant Governor Peggy Flanagan issued the following. Governor Tim Walls and I ran for office with a promise to take action on climate change. And alongside our partners in the legislature, we've laid the groundwork to get to 100% clean, carbon-free electricity by 2040. When we come together, we deliver. From Minnesota. I just can't believe how many people buy this nonsense. It's just uh, what happened to critical thinking? What happened to analysis? What happened to saying, hold up, wait a minute, something, something ain't, ain't right, right here. Let me let me let me digest this. Or as Kamala would say, let's unpack that. <laughs> very, very last. Jesus. God, she's miserable. We like proof. Just give us a little proof. Oh, man. Uh, it's just mad speculation. We're not going to be here, so I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, well, you're a climate denier. Chief KB writes, you got a good point. The AG and the mayors and the governor are going after the wrong people. Since they won't or can't go after the thieves, consider this. The window companies and car manufacturers are doing nothing illegal in terms of consumer protection. However, what TikTok has done needs a look. 
These TikTok Kia challenges that Mr. Ellison and some media have referenced cannot be ethical, nor in the inherent interest of protecting consumers. If social media put out instructions on how to kill someone or rob a bank or hack a public school's database, that would be illegal. TikTok's How to Steal a Hyundai video should be Ellison's target. Those social media companies should be held accountable. Thanks, Chief KB on the North Bank of the Crow Ring. He's right. Why? That's yelling fire in a crowded theater. Why do you get to have a social media post that tells you how to steal a car? Why isn't Allison going after them? Well, it doesn't fit the narrative, Joe. I mean, they make it sound like Kia and Hyundai purposely just built cars for, to be stolen. And they, they Hyundai and Kia did no such thing. They did no such thing. With his action, there are people that believe that that's the case, what you just said. That they, that's why they built the cars that way, was to intentionally be stolen. Uh, aren't you sick of idiocy? Yes. Idiocracy. In this room, idiocracy. I can, I can say it. Idiocracy. And you know, speaking of the climate, you guys should have watched that movie. What, what I have site is this? What's DNYUZ as a site? Um, DNYUZ. DNYUZ. They have a story saying that out of towners are flocking to Duluth, Minnesota because it's climate proof. The latest breaking news, U.S. and world politics. Just another site. In other yes, words, yes. Uh, they reference the surfing now. We've seen uh, people surfing on Lake Superior. Uh, we have a story here of, of John Jenkins, 38 years old. He's a child of Orange County, California. But a decade ago, looking to escape overpopulation and intensifying wildfires, he took a chance and settled in Duluth, and he's found it to be his home. Hundreds of like-minded new residents have joined him, coming from California, Colorado, and New Mexico, and changing the face of the erstwhile manufacturing town on the western edge of Lake Superior. Hippie town, Joe. Dubbed climate-proof Duluth in 2019. I met the guy, though, that was begging for money on the corner, and he said, I came down from Duluth. Yeah. I said, why? And he said, better climate. Hey, yo. (laughs) Uh, It was dubbed climate Proof Duluth in 2019 by Jesse Keenan, a Tulane University professor who was lecturing at Harvard at the time. Duluth has been hailed for its ample supply of fresh water as well as as its location, buffeted from sea level rise in the upper Midwest and temperatures which run mild in the summer and colder than cold in the winter. And uh, and they they must maybe they agree too that Duluth has its own air. Yeah, it doesn't it just, go anywhere. It doesn't want it. it stays right there. The majority of the population growth in the U.S. remains in the Sun Belt, where homes have traditionally been more affordable, although they're seeing a change in that because people are moving to Duluth because of climate change. And Duluth is now coming to terms with its status as a refuge. <laughs> are you kidding me? Go to Duluth. It's a good place to go if you have allergies. For some reason, they're not as bad as up there. The salt water. In the, sec- in the second half of the 20th century, Duluth's population fell, shrinking from about 84,000 to about 84,000 in 2008 from nearly a 107,000 in 1960. Well, it did once have a massive steel and cement infrastructuring complex, uh, but those closed by the early 1980s. The 
uh, situation in Duluth was so grim that a billboard popped up on the highway saying, will the last one leaving Duluth please turn out the light? But that's all changing now because uh, people are moving to the long story. I'm not going to read the whole thing oh. because uh, uh, people are uh, considering Duluth to be a refuge from, from climate crisis. And so people are going to Duluth where by their very presence and overpopulation will result, I would imagine, in a climate crisis right. because people are evil and they're the ones ruining, ruining the earth. Somebody should warn those hippies about the black flies up there. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're the big. size of uh, Black Hawk helicopters. Oh, they, they are angry. They'll take a chunk out of the side of your face. Right. It's just amazing. Let me just see something here real quick. Right. <laughs> Look that up. Uh, you're still getting chastised from the other side of oh, the world? Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's all right. Uh, where was I? Oh, Duluth is a climate, uh, is a climate refuge. And uh, might as well stay with that. Uh, I have a fellow, another GLer, who did his homework. Yep. Did you want something? No, no I'm, I'm good. Uh, hail the flashlight, Steve. Hail, hail. hail. Right right on. Here we go. Since you were the one last week to notify me of the Public Utilities Commission hearing regarding the proposal to allow XL Energy Center to force all metered customers to bear the cost of building charging stations, I thought I would pass on my comments that I shared with them. It is worth noting that written comments are being accepted until April 5th, and we should regularly check to see what hearings are upcoming so that we can submit written comment. My understanding is that by law, the members of the various commissions and committees are required to review all written comments as if they were shared verbally at the meeting. Oh. Who knows? Perhaps we can move the needle if a large number of GLers makes a nuisance of themselves by submitting lengthy comments regularly. You may also like to know that for the period that I could listen, most of the comments were clear, cogent defenses of common sense. Overwhelmingly, people don't want to pay for the charging stations, even if they have drunk the Kool-Aid, because, as it was pointed out several times, XL Energy will be muscling out other EV charging providers with this move, creating monopoly. I had no idea how many different EV charging companies that were building networks in Minnesota until they all abruptly stopped when XL filed this petition. Mm -hmm. Evidently, there are still entrepreneurs looking to provide services, even when we might find those services to be frivolous. My comment to the Public Utilities Commission follows. The proposal tonight deals, of course, primarily with the question of a particular issue of the implementation of the current state administration's energy policy. Because this is the overall objective, I'll stick primarily to a response to that plan. However, there are a few foundational items that must be addressed. First, it is clear these policies are based on concerns regarding climate change. It is, it is essential to note that climate change is a semantically loaded, overloaded term. When that phrase is used, it does not mean that just the climate is changing. It means, one, the climate is changing. Two, that change is caused overwhelmingly by human activity. Three, that change is catastrophic. Four, preventive measures are the only ones that are worth pursuing. Adaptive measures aren't worth the pursuit. And five, only government can address the changing climate. The purpose of this meeting isn't to argue about these, though it is worth noting but a few realities exist repudiating, repudiating these ideas. Number one, according to the most recent IPCC report, 
No evidence exists that there is an existential threat posed by climate change, which means that point three is absurd, that climate change is catastrophic. In reality, the increase of carbon in the atmosphere has led to fewer climate-related deaths, and it is worth noting that the higher ca uh, carbon in the atmosphere results in more efficient trans transpiration within plants, which has led to massive global greening. The most notable examples of this are the Sahel region of Africa, turning over 100,000 square miles of desert into grassland. Additionally, farmers have noted substantial yield increases per acre in our own fields in recent decades, which has been tied to the same phenomena. Two, the first nation to meet the Paris Climate Agreement goals for carbon emissions was the U.S. after President Trump removed the U.S. from the agreement, which means that point five isn't true. Point five was only the government can do it. Three, the IPCC has noted in the past that most of the warming that occurred after 1850 occurred in the first hundred years, which is prior to most of the carbon increase in the atmosphere, and that almost no warming occurred after 1960. This warming also coincides with what is generally accepted to be the end of the last mini ice age, so of course the temperature would have increased. Thus, point two is absurd. Point two is that change is caused overwhelmingly human activity. The mission of the PUC, Public Utilities Commission, according to the mission and culture page of your website, is to create and maintain a regulatory environment that ensures safe, adequate, and efficient utility services at fair, reasonable rates. This plan is contrary to that mission entirely. It is not fair to make non-users of these charging units pay for them. There is no reasonable justification for having non-users be forced to pay for charging stations if the charging stations are viable. It is further not reasonable to force anybody to pay for these charging stations if they are not economically viable. Our electrical generation capacity is in no way adequate for the move to electric vehicles without either fossil fuels or nuclear power expansion. And you know this. So-called green technologies are not able to provide reliable energy during inclement weather. Tell me how we're supposed to have green energy when the solar panels are covered in several inches of snow or when the wind blows too hard to allow the wind turbines to safely operate. Further, why is now a good time to pass these costs on? As consumers deal with levels of inflation not seen for 40 years, why would now be the time to force the average XL customer who is not actually a consumer of these charging stations, to shoulder another cost. We're seeing the clear signs of impending economic stagnation, which means that this is obviously not the time to force this cost upon every single metered customer. I am firmly opposed to this petition and any petition to force Minnesotans to bear the cost of this boondoggle, which can only benefit a few. Thank you, Mr. G. Eller Davis. GLers are going to work. Amen to that, brother. GLers are doing the Lord. That was amazing, concise, factual, and absolutely wonderful. What did he say at the very, very beginning? They have to read or acknowledge all written submissions? What, what was that? It is worth noting that written comments are being accepted until April 5, and we should regularly check to see what hearings are upcoming so that we could submit written comment. My understanding is that by law, the members of the various commissions and committees are required to review 
all written comments as if they were shared verbally at the meeting. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope they do that. I hope they're, they're going to do it true to their word and do acknowledge that. Yeah. It'll help with your heating. Yeah. Well, you know what? The thing is, if you're a smart guy, <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to be ready for winter. And if you're really <laughs> smart, you're going to call uh, welterheating.com. That's welterheating.com. Now, when you go there, you're going to find out 100 years of experience. They've got 100 years of experience. Uh, furnaces, air conditioning, all sorts of great stuff. But you're also going to find out the fact that they're not a fly-by-night. They don't have a funny jingle. They're going to get the work done for you. Give them a call. Go old school, 612-825-6867 for heating, cooling, air purification. Find out the areas. And there's a really neat blog. There's a blog that Rick Welter follows up on. If you have questions, he might already answer your question. So there is a wealth of information on their website, welterheating.com. Air condition or heat your shelter with Ray and Welter. Online at welterheating.com, 612-825-6867. Tell them Rook sent you. Going to overtime, maybe, boys. 314 left, 1-1. One, one. That'll be the fourth overtime of the tournament. Oh, well, you know what? I prefer that over blowout. <laughs> okay. Mailed it. <laughs> Got it. I just want both teams have fun. Oh, quit texting me all you people. Hey, do you know how to shut up the finger on your phone? Yeah, but I got it on is the bathroom. That's oh. part of what I have to go help Bob with turn off his notifications on his I gotta go to cricket and get a new phone. It keeps giving me notifications, Dad. You don't need a new phone. Yo, are you ready? Notifications. Shakeab gave me a shot on an MSP magazine. What's up, Shakeab? Huh. I think that'll put you through. Are you at home? What's she saying? I can't tell. I'm Ray Camp is using her. I can't tell. Joe also told me about it, but now people are tweeting me about it. You boys ready? Ready. Okay, don't all answer at once. Uh, I think I'm ready. Reavers, I went one minute on stay home and one fourteen on tri-state. Uh, Patrick's here. I will do better. I didn't time myself. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to Chris. Get your headphones off. That's why you can't hear anything. You ready there, Chief? I'm trying to hear the song. Are you Are you talking? <laughs> Is the air got out of, going out of the balloon with Kaprasov? Uh, well, just a month. Uh, he's only he's only been part of forty-one percent of the wild story. That's right. They might have yeah. as. As conservatively as they've been playing, uh, they might have to straighten her up and put a little more. They're, uh, they're not uh, scoring goals anyway without them. Uh, you, you know, you never know. Well, maybe the goalies will be hotter now and they'll steal a few. But uh, the longer it is, the worse, obviously. So, I wonder what's wrong with them. A ham's 
thing that's uh, pretty hammy, I was told. Uh, they have to reveal that it's a lower body. It's not a knee, so that's good. He did not the splits, and it must have been just too much, huh? He tore a, he, I don't know if he tore it, but uh, let's hope he's a faster healer than Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, I think so, your Ruskies uh, are a little tougher, aren't they? Yeah, hockey players have a little different attitude about playing, but it's, I was told it was pretty good hamstring injury and it had three or four weeks. So. Are we supposed to go after this guy? Yeah, where was Reeves when we needed him, and are we going to play these pigs again? Yeah, I didn't see it as that dirty of a check, to tell you the you truth. Didn't? Didn't. It wasn't a check, it was a pounce. Well, that big old fell on him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I was kind of, it wasn't a run down the board to go. But, uh, it was a, yeah, it was a, it was too bad that he was a large individual to land on there, too. So, uh, that's, yeah, that's, that's not good, to say the least. It'll be interesting to see how the boys are in the room for this one, right? If they're fired. Yeah. I mean, uh, they couldn't wear their Cape Pride jerseys because of Capri stuff and the rest of the Russians. So, uh, now we'll see if they can play hockey uh, without without the guy, uh, without one of the three or four best players in the league. So, Man. That that is that gay pride thing worth discussing? Uh, I I'm unclear as to what happened. Uh, the commie said uh, no, that's outlawed in our country. We can't wear the jerseys. Uh, uh, they're worried about mom and dad. <laughs> yeah, supposedly. Oh, are we all? Yeah. You know they. Uh, no, not me. Mine are long since dead. But uh, but uh, I think a lot of people are. Yes. Okay. And uh, that was uh, Russians around the uh, now one of one of them. The guy in Philadelphia uh, said that it's against his religion or something. Uh, he's a Ruski too, or some kind of a Orthodox kind of something. Yeah. Or something. Yeah. yeah, he said it's against his religion. But it, uh, you know, uh, go out there, skate around in the morning, you know, warm up your season, and then if you want to, and if not, but uh, you know, we you get, yeah, you know, it's hot. Man, we, uh, we 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 play hockey in our real regular jerseys, our North Stars jerseys, right? Uh, uh, Thirty years ago today, by the way, Norm announced he was uh, moving to a. Uh, oh, that sob! Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Hey Pat, no. you mentioned you mentioned Carl uh, Anthony Towns. Will you or somebody do an in-depth piece laying it out for the public? What a complete fraud this guy is somebody's got to tell us what's going on yes but if they don't tell you what's going on what are you going to do what are you going to report they're not telling you anything well it would require diligence it would require a reporter to beat the bushes Uh, kidnap Jim Connolly and put him in a chair and beat him like they do on those I don't know. Follow him around and talk to the barista at the coffee shop where he just got caught. Do something. What's going on here? The guy's making twelve trillion dollars and he won't play. Ah, uh, yes, he's uh, he's got his, uh, a very serious cap strain, and he's getting closer for a month. He's been getting closer, but uh, he's one day closer. closer. <laughs> not, not close enough, Joe. The greatest change in uh, sports is basically the teams 
dedication to covering up information. And uh, they, uh, they uh, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it all started with hockey. Jack, uh, I give you too body, much information. Upper body and lower body, you know? Okay. I'm happy to report right here on uh, on uh, Joe Slippery podcast, Garage Logic. I think we are the first one to report that it's a hamster. So I found that out. Okay, that's about all I can do. Carl Anthony Towns. I don't, you know, I mean, we cannot uh, basically, uh, you know, question his heritage and everything else. Well, I can't. Yeah. Maybe. You know, maybe it'll turn out that uh, I, I don't know what it is. But, yes, it's disgusting. And it's disgusting that they won't tell you anything about it. And it's really disgusting that people don't seem to care. You see, not like, they'll come back and play someday and they're going to be roaring ovations from the crowd. They still blew the crap out of it. missed three and a half months. Three and a half months. He was going to miss the weeks. But uh, it's yeah, November 28th was the last day. Mm-hmm. So we got your December, then we got your January, then we got your February, and now it's March. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. but, mm-hmm. yeah but, uh, they, have, they have holes of people trying to keep you from finding out what's going on now. So it's a lot tougher than it used to be. The gophers are done, huh? Yeah, the dream died. <laughs> the dream died after they won that one. One uh, not uh, one uh, tournament game. I I was having fun with the idea. Boy, if they go right through this tournament, oh. that guy out in California sure gonna feel foolish. Yeah. They end up going to the NCAA tournament. So he came up. So, uh, but but the final record I think is nine and what was it? Nine and twenty-three. I think it was eight and twenty-three. I believe it was eight and twenty-three. Eight and twenty-three. Yeah, not a good second. Ben Johnson, after seeing what happened to Lindsey Whalen, should know that he now is on double secret probation. He will, uh, he will have the same fate as her if he has another lousy year next year. Did she want to return? Yes. Okay. Yes. Got fired. Well, I know that. She got fired, and then uh, she got told on. Here's another uh, behind the scenes info I'll give you. She uh, got. Uh, you know, they they were going to announce, they put, they put up the uh, release, and it was a mutual decision, right? And uh, and Lindsay broke down on the way to the press conference, so she didn't go through with it. But then Lindsay went and told her players the truth that she had gotten fired that morning. And apparently the athletic director was upset that she told the truth to her players. Mm-hmm. Anyway, well, what's she supposed to do? Yeah. yeah. Uh, she's supposed to keep keep up the big lie, I guess. I don't know. Okay, I'm officially that I, I didn't know that. I'm officially on record. Mark Coyle's a weenie. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, he did, uh, this idea that he's been having conversations all winter about this and stuff like that. She she was told on on uh, Thursday morning that she was done. So I don't even know if it was. If he asked her to come in or if he told her, but she was told Thursday morning she was fired and she was surprised. Meanwhile, uh, your Mahatmati Zephyrs just upset Hermantown in the first game oh, of the Class A semifinal. I'm covering the A game tomorrow and I don't have to watch Hermantown. Good. Way to go, Joe. That's your 
damn near your alma mater. So I got I had three teams in the tourney, and I got two still alive. Yep. All your hills gave her a good effort. Uh, hills gave a nice effort against the Tonkas. Uh, Creighton really surprised people beating wow. Maple Grove, and now yeah, my Zephyrs have won. Your Zephyrs will be playing uh, Mighty War Road in all likelihood tomorrow. War Road will be going for the uh, for the doubleheader. They already won the girls. And, uh, now, who's the next game? War Road and who? Well, I was just going to say, this game though, does remind us of the time when we were the home of Sports Talk in the Twin Cities, 1500 ESPN, and Rookie gave us the uh, Matamidi roster from about four years ago. Yeah, was a different roster. I got this year's roster. I, was, I did my speaking, homework. Speaking of dead on accuracy, Racy, I just broke the news on Twitter uh, about Capri Zot's injury. Nice. I, I said, sources say <laughs> Kaprizov's injury is a hamstring. Hamstring. Oh, get it out there. It's yeah. yeah. by the MSP traffic guy. Yeah. yeah. Like just yeah. retweeted yeah. by the Garage Logic account. Hey, I Pat, Louie must love the gig because he's in there from 10 in the morning till midnight. <laughs> I, I did, he doesn't do the A games, though, does he? Oh, no, that Mark, I don't know. Mark I, Parrish I, is doing I A assume games. he did. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, he, he did the double A games. Yeah. I'm Mark Parrish, man. He needs a haircut. Yeah, well. What he's a happy have? fellow, though. I like his enthusiasm. Oh, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. Did he get teeth for the uh, – the- the TV cameras on the last time. He got, got, he's he's got, got a grill. He got, got a grill. He got teeth. Oh, he had the white man's hockey grill. Yeah. It's just white well, teeth. Well, this is only a week ago. I saw him. He was missing teeth. It looked like he's ready for TV. But, uh, you know, maybe, maybe he got some. Maybe he got some. He's a, you know, he was one of the first great St. Cloud players when he, he went up there and uh, they didn't have much of a reputation. And uh, he was one of the, on a real one of their first real competitive teams. He was a mean little SOB. I'll tell you that. He, he, he might hit you with a stick in the ribs with those. Yeah, God, I love that. I love that. You got to think hockey players have extra teeth laying around the way you guys have cheaters laying around. That's a good point. In, in the car, in the desk. Yeah. Hey, grab my teeth. Hey, we're in the cup holder. Yeah. Rookie, you're a big buddy of Bobby Hagan, right? Yes. How come he didn't show up last night for his going away party? I didn't get the invite. It was okay. the longest. It was the longest celebration of by the Vikings of some guy that they basically fired and made a consultant in. But it was a big ceremony. Uh, there was about seven speeches beforehand, and then Bobby started talking. And you know Bobby, he's kind of a yep. humble guy and everything. Yep. Hour and ten minutes. No. Hour and ten minutes. He finally said, I got one more story. I was the only guy in the room that applauded. Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. I would have if it would have been me, I would have gone longer about me. So at one ten is short. Uh well, Roycey. mostly about other people, but an hour and ten. What? So Bob's not dead. I was reading your tweets last night, and I thought, oh, my God, he passed away? <laughs> oh, well, he might have. He might have still be talking. Jeez, I, I had him dead home. and gone, Pat. Whoa. Golly. How embarrassing. Whoa. Well, you didn't read it very closely, I think. <laughs> I must not have. I was sitting there bummed yeah. out. He had, seven, uh, he had seven, uh, seven people, like, Tell him how great he was. Here's the problem. How come I wasn't asked to speak? That's why I want to I don't know. But Tommy West, you know, his right hand man, was a quiet guy, was hilarious. 
seven, eight minutes. But he's the only guy that seemed it. You know, where was this it event? Was, it was Bob Hagen's. Uh, no, where was it? It was out at Bikerville. Uh, and everybody was standing in this big room. Jeez, I was and close. I don't know what happened, and this isn't funny because I don't know how that guy came out. But late in Bobby Street, somebody collapsed, oh. and they ended up having oh, an ambulance. I hope Bobby didn't kill him. With his, did, you know, with his he collapsed out of boredom. Yeah. Did Bobby no, keep going? No, I don't did he know. work it through it? Like, it looked like it was serious. Uh, well, he kind of wrapped it up a little sooner. Okay. But uh, anyway, I hope. Hell, I would have fake going down to get it wrapped up. <laughs> just to get He was way on the other side of the room, and I don't know what it was. Yeah. When we were leaving, we uh, saw the ambulance. So, did, he, did, he, did he address the internship that he did have at Care 11 with, yes, uh, he did. Uh, with Paul Majors running in there? Dropping a huge bomb and then just running out of the sports office like nothing God. happened. That's what he, that's what he was majors was famous for. Oh, Ron, no, Paul, no, yeah, he would. Hey guys, what's the score of the game? Wah! and then just walk out of there. <laughs> <laughs> and Shaver, you. Uh... He is Lyle having good buddies. Herbie, he could even Herbie could add a contest. Hey, yeah. come on over. Come on over. Yeah. I'll talk to you Monday, lad. All righty. Go wild. Uh, try to show us how good you are. All right. Very good. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. What? You yeah. want me to hit this thing? Yeah. Hey, what's the yeah. score in here? Oh, thank Ooh, you for that. Thanks, update. Paul. What's it mean when you get a text? Come on, Bob. You're not as old as Bob. Bob's 86. He doesn't I love the it. part of the show where Joe's phone just starts talking. Hey, do you realize Joe, do you realize your phone was talking to you during Royce? Just do this. Turn it around. You're upset. Trying to send it. Yeah, I know. You have. Oh, you sure you want to see it? Sure you want us to see it? Did I scoop Judd? I wonder if Judd had it, probably. All right, here. We'll just see what happens first. It's probably taking longer to send the sushi thread. It's not directly sent to you. I got you. That might be... You have to go to other people. That might be... I'm just guessing. I got to go to the men's room. Okay. Thank, thank you. Good to know. Better make that quick, Paul. What do we got? We're coming back with scrambling about housing. I don't want kids to live on campus. That's one thing you want people do. I, I beat Judd. I don't want it. He can stay at home. He knows all about it. I beat Judd. That's fantastic. In the turn about Kaprizov? Yeah. Good for you. Well, I didn't do anything. Just no, I think that's admirable, though. He beat Score North to the punch. All right, Bob, Bob, Bob. I do not want to go to cricket. You want to join me for that? Oh my God! Maybe film it. Film. I can't think of a place I would 
rather visit least than cricket wireless in Saint. You know, Paul. if you have some time, I'd like to go to cricket. Why does he want to go? I have to go to the bank and go get, put on his all his bank stuff in case you know he falls on his head or whatever. And uh, so we're gonna do that. And then I need uh, some. Uh, so that's a Cub stop. And then if you have time, I need to go to cricket to get rid of this phone. Why, Dad? Because it keeps giving me notifications. What you should do? Who do you, who's your carrier? I, I have no idea. He's independent. No, who's your carrier? Because you can, you know, no, I have T-Mobile. I, I have all five of my kids and myself on Verizon. Oh, you can add them at like five bucks. I think five, six is max on Verizon. Oh. But I'd like to put them on your no. T-Mobile. Let's see, that's Reavers at gmail.com, four two six. No, because uh, I have a line right now because we switched. Yeah, tell me, tell me more. Let's go. <laughs> hey, Dad, just get yourself up. No, uh, we kept it open because, you know, in a couple of years, we're probably going to have to get a phone for William. You are going to have to get a phone. Don't let him be the only kid without a phone. I'm so far. Don't be. No. Because then it's forbidden fruit. And it's, you can do the baby phones where they can just call you. No, I'm not, not nothing yet. Oh. He doesn't need it yet. What grade is he in? He's in fifth. Ooh. I know. He's already got buddies that have them. Well, I'm not saying he has to be I'm, the first. I'm fighting don't the let him be the No, he's going to be the last. Yeah, he is no. going to be. Yes. He's going to get beat he's, up. No, he's not. Yes. Wait, no. what grade? Fifth. No, I'm what? fighting it as they long have as possible. Phone. You know who the... Give him the baby phone. No, we're on the counselor. No. At, in sixth grade, Matthew? Yes. Wow, that's young. They already know. They all. They're, yeah, they're, you they're, know what they're doing right away. They're going to Pornhub. Right. No, you, you put can't the do that. Parental thing on there, and you don't give them the. You, you don't. No, give them I got. I got a better idea. He's not getting one. Yeah, he will be the last don't let kid. Him be the last. I don't care. He hasn't even. He hasn't even brought it up yet. And he's got friends that have them. I have said. I'm not saying be the no. first. I'm not. I'm no, not he, advocating. He will that. be the last. I'm just saying, don't have him be the last. Yeah, he will be the last one. Hey, Lump, you got your phone yet? No. <laughs> Rookie, a phone shouldn't be a status symbol. Yeah, no. but it is, unfortunately. Yes. I don't think you can comment on it because you're too old. <laughs> you know what? You know, even though I'm he doesn't have one. very careful with the distribution See, of my children's Hey, Joe, you know the thing is, though? He doesn't even have one, and he wouldn't have his on talk mode during his show. Yeah. <laughs> and it was Siri, wasn't it? Your oh, granddaughters sir. might not have a phone, but they've got your phone, and that's all they need. Right. They all have dead phones that can't make calls, but they can watch it's... Peppa Pig on them and stuff. Peppa Pig. How can they watch videos if the phones are dead? Let me tell you something. I mean, they, 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 they were switches where they can't make <laughs> calls. Or, <laughs> Let me tell you well, something. Let me get news for you. Tech Corner with Joe Sucherang. <laughs> Is Julio right. Ojeda Zapata still working for your paper? If he does, it's terribly infrequently. Because hmm. I blame him for my Twitter addiction, and I would love to hear what he has to say about TikTok. I have friends that send me TikTok videos, and I'm wondering if I watch those TikTok videos, are the, the uh, commies <laughs> spying on me Yes, yes, and trying to influence but me? But that's not going to stop you. It's hard. Oh, it's hard not to hit play. It's, it's hard not to hit play when people send you vids. Julio is the guy who tried to explain 
to me what Twitter was. I remember right. that. Same with uh, me and Royce. Uh, Twitter made its debut, to the best of my knowledge, in the f- uh, around Labor Day of 2008. Yep. When the Republican National Convention was being held in St. Paul. And there was an abu- there was a buzz going through the newsroom that we've got people inside that tell us what's going on on Twitter. And I had never heard the word before, and I never knew what it meant. Can I, uh, wasn't it you that said Julio was using Twitter to, like, borrow a rake or a snow shovel or something? Well, just the whole culture of the newsroom was, you know, I got to move this Saturday. Does anybody have a stepladder? You know, <laughs> go buy a stepladder. Uh, my favorite <laughs> Twitter initiation story is about that time when I was down in the bullpen getting ready for a show on my talk and I listened to Hey Man and the old promotions guy, Ryan, not, not, not cookie. It's the, the Ryan before that. I don't remember. Where they were trying, you know, you weren't part of this. You were on the air. No, but they, I don't remember the promotions guy. I know. Anyway. And they were trying to explain it to Conrad. <laughs> so we got to get on. The station's got to get on. This. So a, a few, he was the guy. Because I went to management after uh, talking to Julio a few times, and I said, hey, uh, I'm thinking maybe a traffic account would be a good thing for Twitter. And uh, they said, yeah, we already started one for you. Here it is. They had already set it up. Is that the one you still use now? The MSP. Yeah, so I had nothing to do with naming it, and they were smart enough to get in early and get the name. Hmm. And I think people early on, just they'd enter in traffic, and mine would come up. So it works, yeah. So when I'm watching the girls, as I have been the last few nights, I've been I've been tweeting. So I really nothing else to do. So I figured, let me let me do that. So I put out one that said something about elephant. It was pretty funny. How can we have a functioning society if the theft of a car is blamed on the car? It's got one thousand one hundred forty-three hearts and sixty-six thousand six hundred some lines. views. Lines. Views. News. Yeah. Is that a lot? Yeah, that's doing pretty good there, Suzy boy. And then I did another one. A thousand uh, likes? That's really good, Joe. No, it's 68,000. No likes. Oh, that's, oh the heart. heart. The yeah. heart. And then this one got 109. And this one got 159. That helped the show. I read some of the responses. Okay. I want you to tell me swings, at said. the end of every one, I should put at Garage Logic. Right, um, you don't have to, but once in a while, but, the whole point of doing this for the show, right? Yes, yeah, and yes. Well, how do you put at Garage Logic? You type at, at, at symbol at sign and then Garage Logic GL, GL podcast, GL, GL podcast. podcast, yeah. Huh. Well, I'll try that, and then just don't read the comments because they're mean. I don't know how you could be mean on these. It's pretty oh, straightforward. It's Twitter, Joe. How do you read the comments? You don't, go, to those don't. Heart, go to the heart thing? No, oh. go to the um, the dialogue box looking thing. What is that? Or no, it would be no, on, what is it on your phone? Um, it's the bell. I don't have a bell. You should have a bell at the bottom, bottom middle. There's a bell. Uh, 
There's a microphone. Yeah. No. Yeah. Just don't don't go. Just just forget about it. You don't want to do that. Okay, here here's a tweet. Hey Keith Ellison, I think I'll take the money left for the server at the adjoining table. Yeah. It's tempting and it would be easy. So we're good? Question mark. That's got eleven thousand six hundred lines. Lines yeah. go up and down. That's people that have looked at it. Okay, where do you go? It. I won't do it, but where do you go to read people commenting about that? That that circle? You go to the um nineteen, it the says dot dot dots. Here, mm. look at sixty-two nine. Yeah. Where are you on? Oh, you're on Twitter. Go to notifications. <laughs> notifications. Where's that? The, holy balls. The envelope? 20. What's the envelope? 20. It says 20 with the blue. It's blue and 20. Those are the, the bell. That's the bell. Yeah, and then it'll tell you what you've been mentioned in. Oh, I know the bell. How that works. You can ring my bell. Ring my bell. Some of these are pretty good. Allison's big bit. Big fight is obesity. He's going to sue the manufacturers and knives and forks. All right. Well, Bill Burr did a uh, bit on that um, about McDonald's. Pretty funny. Anyway, Bill Burr. Bill Burr, comedian. Funny guy. Are we frozen? Then you get some real mansplainers that tell you why Kias are easily stolen. Are we done yet? No. We didn't finish? No. That's why. Well, here we go. You guys don't want to provide any more. I lose track because it's so much fun around here. I have an ad. Okay. Let's um, do this. Oh, you got the scramble going here? How did you miss them from a foot and a half away? You couldn't see it. He was against the roof. Rebound, Joe. Thank you. You done your taxes yet? Uh, no. Uh, have you booked your appointment yet? Kenny has. I'm about to. Keller Tax Services. Go with the best. Why wouldn't you? And a GLer, Linda Keller. She is the Keller of Keller Tax Services. Been at it for over 20 years. She's also perfected the virtual tax appointment. It's safe document exchange options, encrypted and secure. I've got a number of great emails from GLers who have made the switch to Linda, and you should too. So book your appointment today. She's filling up fast. She does evenings and weekends. So call 320-352-0013, or just go to her website, kellertaxservice.com. Like I said, she does offer Saturday appointments, and those typically fill up fast. So call today to see if there is any availability. 320-352-0013, kellertaxservice.com. Please let her know that you heard about her service here on the Garage Logic podcast. Rookie, what am I watching? A guy that is a, a, a hunk of butter that has melted spices, and he's cooking a huge, delicious steak, searing it properly. Why Why would you watch such a thing? Just to see how he's making it. Adding the right spices. That's on TikTok. Oh, I don't do that. Joe, yesterday I watched a video on how to rebuild a Bendix carburetor. That's, oh, yeah. that, that's what I watch. That food. Ribeye and Hasselback potatoes. 
Joel and crew, I'm a daily listener to the show, and in recent days, I've heard you read emails from fellow Coloradoans. Color, Coloradans. Coloradans. I'm encouraged to hear of the seemingly growing presence of GLers in this regressive-filled state. Lord knows we need more common sense out here. More importantly, a few weeks back, you read emails from me on consecutive days regarding the shootdown of the Chinese balloons and GLs linked to that. I'm proud to announce those emails were heard by a fighter pilot who knows my son, also a fighter pilot, as referenced in those previous emails, and relayed that fact to him. The fighter pilot said he is a longtime GLer, as are many of his pilot friends. Woo! And finally, after hearing of the emails, I recently received a screenshot from my son's phone showing he now has GL in the library of podcasts he regularly listens to. It appears that GL is alive and well with a growing audience in both Colorado and the fighter pilot world. Congratulations, as always, trying to keep myself in the canoe and my face out of the mashed potatoes. CJ in Colorado <laughs> nice. Springs. We got a fire, yeah, fighter pilots. Let's go. Only because they come to us. I wish all we knew the way from Crystal, Minnesota. We need to find out their nicknames. Yeah. Yeah, I want to, because I want to say, like, hey. Well, CJ, send me the nickname. Frisbee. Frisbee. Uh, the, Lyman's the, are, the Lyman's are still in town. <laughs> no, what is it? Not blast the tower. What do you do? Buzz. Go by the tower really fast. Buzz the tower. Buzz. The tower. Buzz. Oh Keep going there, Miko. Jesus. Wow. What day is it, Governor? I don't know. <laughs> On this day in 1804. March uh, 10. <laughs> The Upper Louisiana Territory, including present-day Minnesota, west of the Mississippi, was formally transferred from France to the United States in a ceremony in St. Louis. What year? 1804. You suckers. You Jefferson suckers. absolutely robbed Napoleon. Yeah. Love it. Love it. On this day in 1858. Inventor and businessman Marshall B. Lloyd was born in St. Paul. He would be involved in many ventures in Canada and the Dakotas before moving to Minneapolis in 1900. Once there, he invented machines to weave wire into doormats and later the woven wire bed spring mattress. Head of the Lloyd Manufacturing Company, he would then move to Menominee, Michigan, and invent a wicker weaving machine that was 30 times faster than hand weaving. So he made some cash. And don't tell me this isn't a great country. And as his a, a competitors say, if you ever get annoyed, you can beat up Mr. Lloyd. <laughs> Mrs. Lloyd was our principal at Maddox School when we were in kindergarten. Uh -huh. And we would say, if you ever get annoyed, you can beat up Mrs. Lloyd. You know, that yes. school is torn down. That's a good story. There's a park there. And again, my kindergartner teacher, Mrs. Tilsner, who we had on the air a long time ago, wife of the Tilsner Corporation off of 35E, remembered me from kindergarten. Oh, God. Isn't that great? You remember how we I hope she's still around. The Tilsner the family would let me know. Ricky at garagelogic.com. episode of GL was like the, the wobbly plane taken off. This one's been more like the wobbly plane coming to a crash land. <laughs> it looks like we got a little too much cargo in the back there. On this day, 
1983. What happened? Must this year have. I graduated from grade school. Mickey's <laughs> Diner in St. Paul, built in 1939, was listed on the National Register of Historic Places. And now the bleeping bleepers in St. Paul that would not grandfather in Mickey's Diner because I'm not, I don't want to get into ADA issues, but that's why it's closed right now. I didn't know it's closed. It's closed. They, uh, they, they couldn't accommodate. No, the one they on, need a ramp or something. The one for... on West 7th down further is still open. It's open 24-7. It's fabulous. But you have eaten there? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> on Sunday mornings with the whole entire Joe, family. Are you kidding me? Joe. It why? is. My kids would request that. Okay. Um, but anyway, so the dining car. So the original isn't open? On... Because the, the, During the inspectors tournament? couldn't. Um, they wouldn't grandfather in Mickey's Diner. Well, can't somebody throw up a ramp? What do we need? A ramp? I think more than that. The facilities probably don't accommodate. It's a tough situation because if I'm in a wheelchair, I want to be able to go to Mickey's okay. Diner. Yes, I understand. Well, that. however, I got news for What people. about a roll up window? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to eat outside. It's 40 below. The fries are a little chilly, but you're here. <laughs> it's not as if. I'll get you an umbrella, okay? <laughs> it's not as if they can add on. We're trying to shovel that snow for you out there as well. <laughs> I saw you struggling to get in. Hey, you need a hat, Baldy? Well, now I have a cartoon of all of the people falling down. And yes, and it's a, it is a tough situation, but I, I wish there was a way they could have grandfathered. You can, if you are ADA accessible, you can go down the street to the other Mickey's diner. It might be safer for him to wheel down the sidewalk as opposed to taking the pothole infested street. That's true. That's you very know? true. It's but probably safer. I'm going to say something about the pothole. Oh, boy. They're terrible. Oh. But hmm. we do get them every year. This isn't new. This isn't new. No, you're correct. But the potholes are more visible as a result of the poor street maintenance. Plowing that we had, which, again, we're an example. An example of it, they flush, they freeze. Once they freeze, we all know not. how it forms. I'm just merely suggesting that there's nothing new about this. Listen to this from the Tom Bernard show today on the family. I think that's his family podcast. Yeah, did you know in San Rafael, Argentina, they have jobs specifically to fill potholes with fire so you know what part of the road to avoid at night? Wow, how what soon, a great idea. How soon is that coming to St. Paul? Because night, I don't even want to drive at night. You can't see yeah, it. You've got to maintain your distance to see. All oh, I do is watch the terrible. All I do. Yeah. I, oh, does, Tommy, does Tommy do two podcasts? Yes. He, Tom is like you, man. He, he's got to work. He's yeah, got to work. Yep. 
If I had his money, I wouldn't be doing two podcasts. Uh, you probably do. You'd be doing two podcasts if you had what I had. I got about six bucks. <laughs> yeah, I don't have his two podcasts, and yeah. I don't work as hard as yeah. he does. Yeah. yeah. No, you've got the family podcast. Yeah. Kind of Is that on hiatus? hiatus? It's on hiatus. We couldn't get everybody together. It's just uh, tough to get guests. It's tough to ring it up, isn't it? It's, it's tough to ring it up. Yeah, you bet. That yeah. free labor. Oh, <laughs> what day yeah. is it? It's the 10th. It's too bad we don't do birthdays because I would wish my buddy Tyler Anderson, owner of Anderson Electric, a happy birthday. But too bad. Yeah. Too bad. Sorry, Ty. Tyler. Is he advertised with us? He does now. <laughs> 59, 60. Oh, I, I wish I, I'm glad we don't do birthdays because I would wish my sister in law, Laura, a happy birthday. So I'm not going to. Tell the- Laura I love her. First tell Laura I need her. That one and think of Laura, but laugh. Mix that at Laura's funeral. She's gonna play that. The coolest thing I ever saw. I'm a little kid. I'm sitting in the in the caboose. Madame and I was so charming that we had a caboose. I love that as the warming That's house. Totally cool. And Ray Rowling, who played the major league, sat there by the stove. Yep. And taught you how to lace your skates. But one time, a, a senior who played for Montevideo came in, yep. sat down, and everybody knew who he was. And he looked at a kid sitting on a bench and said, You got a sister named Laura? And I goes, Yeah. And he goes, Tell Laura I love her. And I thought that was the coolest thing I'd ever yeah. seen in my life. He hit the post on that, too. Have a good weekend, GLers. Yeah, yeah podmmgarizelogic.com, John. How charming is that? Where you got an old major leaguer who had a cup of coffee in the major leagues. He's in there sitting by the stove telling you, don't, don't lace your skates when you put your heels on the green. Don't skate on your heels. Leave your skates flat on the floor to lace them up. You'll imagine. And uh, then you go out, he played, it'd be 20 below, come back in. His, his glove was nailed to the wall of the of the caboose, three-fingered glove. <laughs> Look him up. He played. Uh, he had a cup of coffee with the Cardinals. I want to know who the cool guy was with the John what? Albrecht. John Albrecht. Nope. Hey, hey, tell Laura I love her. Yeah, and that song was big at the time. Sure. But, oh, tell man, that Laura cool. I love her. Those were the days. I see. Yeah. What, what did the what did the Mac what's it called the Mac Groveland rinks there are two of them Groveland 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 not Mac Groveland Groveland yeah, rinks Groveland is run by the Groveland Booster Club which what, is, a kid skated about two days this year they never got used uh what's wrong with these kids I don't know because the weather was still good and Ray and uh, Ray and Chris Ralph Engelman there. Ray Coda and Chris Engelman who have dedicated their winters. For the last several decades to grow and are just fabulous oh, guys. Have any noted hockey players come off those rinks? Uh, Kyle Acaposto would really? skate up there. Really? Yes, he would go up there and skate. Uh, this is post high school. He would just go up there for a random Who's skate. He, play for? he didn't play for Creighton. He played for Creighton. He did? And then he went to the Wisconsin, U. I thought. Was it Wisconsin? Yeah. I don't know. He's a U of M guy. Uh, look. Uh, but he would go up there and just have a skate around. Remember the phenom from last year who played for Prior Lake, Alex Bump? Remember they played Creed and he scored about eight goals? Kyle Posa was U of M. U of M, yeah. 
He's a minor leaguer. Oh my God, he's 34. I never would have guessed he was that old. Seventh overall in 06 draft. Wow. Eight inches of snow here tomorrow. Really? Yeah. We don't. Do we have that coming? Not that much, but we're going to get some. Jesus, I am going to shut that phone off. Another image that won't come through. They're sending me pictures from Italy, but they don't come through. Text her back and ask her to send it to you. No, Sing, I, no singular. We're not talking at the moment. Oh, <laughs> maybe after the oh, wedding. Oh shoot! I forgot to mention that video that I'm going to put on the website. Dang it! Is he retired now, Joseph? Well, yeah, Georgia City's in the minors. Oh. So what did he do last year for Buffalo? Seventy-four games. It's, it's most likely that, and I, I'm not speaking, but for him, but he's probably still under a big contract and is in the minors, so he can keep getting paid. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because if he, he retires, he doesn't get the check. That would be my guess. Tell, damn it! Tell Laura I love her. Now it's in my head. Rook, I'm on my own all weekend, so today I am going to go to the store and I'm going to buy four different frozen pies. And that's all I'm going to eat all weekend is pie. You're on your own? Yeah, I'm on my own all weekend. I got to go to the store, too. What should I get for dinner? Pie. Chicken Kiev. Easy to make. I don't like it. Pie. I'm not a chicken Kiev. Yeah, I'm not a chicken I ain't making F. Do you have a crock pot, Ken? Um, I'm not making anything, Reavers. No. Pie. Frozen pie. I'll heat something up, Rook. Put it in the crock pot. I bought, oh, a, uh, I bought a roast. You should just go to Lund's, and yeah. you should get their ready-made buffet. Load up the thing. There might be fish. It might be chicken. It might be uh, mashed potatoes. Coming in a nice no tray for you like you're in prison. Seriously, they got a wide selection. It's all ready. <laughs> you don't even have to heat it up. Uh, okay, I'll go there and maybe get some. Uh, you know what? I like chicken salad. It's Friday. Mm -hmm. I eat fish. I'm, I'm going to bread and chocolate to bring home. Go get uh, some chocolate chip cookies. I should, but I'm going lemon them. meringue, banana cream, uh, pumpkins. What are you going to put your face in them? Are you going to throw the pie yep. at yourself? Wait, you're getting dessert pies and not. I am not even going to slice them. I'm just going to start in with a fork. You're going to get like Donna, <laughs> like Donna loves uh, Supreme Marie calendars. Not even the not even the kind that you no. have to put in the oven. Do the they have a bakery have... where you are near where you are? Bakery, yeah. What the? I don't no, know. he wants go to a bakery and get real pies. No, he's going to go get Petridge Farm. That's what he yeah. is. Petridge Farm, <laughs> frozen pies. Yep. 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 I'm going to sit there. I'm going to take my shirt off and I'm going to balance it on my belly, and I'm going to watch hockey. Mickey Frost, M I K I. <laughs> I'm going to watch on my belly. <laughs> Get a little whipped cream on the nips. If I gotta watch the girls tonight, that means I gotta watch the the uh, Cretan Edina game on a computer because they don't get channel twelve. They have to have an indoor. Do you antenna. have more than one TV in your house? No, they, they have, have to have 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 go to their house. They have to have oh. an indoor antenna. I don't know. Watch it. No, they're on cable. They're on cable. You got a? They got a color set? Uh, yeah. Are they Xfinity? Uh, no. I don't know what they are, but you don't get channel twelve. Trust me. Don't they have a microphone where they talk into it? Why don't you have the girls come to your house? Uh, I don't you know. i got to put it in bed. No, that's oh, that's right, because you're not going Mickey to read. Frost. Got do it. you read them a story? 
I love to read stories. Like read them out, Vince Flynn. I read them scary stories. Or maybe Cormac McCarthy. Yeah, the road. We like to read the road. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and then, girls, they came upon an abandoned farmhouse oh. where no one was around, but they found some food. <laughs> some hooch. Yeah. Some hooch in the hole. Uh, Mickey Frost provides us a ray of hope. Okay, gals, gather around here. Grandpa's going to teach you how to roll a cigarette. Yeah. This will come in handy when you're a teenager. <laughs> okay. What's your kid do? You taught your kid to go, ah, whiskey. After taking a swig, drink of water, go, ah, whiskey. <laughs> they all do that. <laughs> they all do that. Uh, However, I've been laying pretty low for the last several days. My favorite babysitting story is from our old friend, Nellie, whose mom ran a, a daycare. Yep. And she had all the kids trained. She'd walk randomly through the house and go, drive by! And all the kids would hit the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and her kids had to hit the ground once where they used to live. Because the guys were right in their front yard shooting. Jesus, crazy. Mm. On Edmond near University. Uh, Minneapolis... The head of the Minneapolis Diversity Office. The head of the Minneapolis. No, the head of the Minneapolis Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity Office. Diversity of Minneapolis Diversity of Inclusion and Equity. What did you say? The head of the Minneapolis Office of Diversity, Inclusion, and Equity. You changed it three times. Office of Diversity. I'm glad you got that in today. That's just straight up criminal behavior. Yeah. Is there a, is there dashes with these? No. Diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah. Yep. Shouldn't be. Period. Here we go. What else Five besides OCD? Oh. More from Kamala Harris, the gift that keeps on giving. Kamala. If you have a chance, watch the uh, watch Biden today giving his remarks about what he called a good jobs report, because he was really uh, he was there was I know what you're talking about. There was a clip that I almost played where he's turned around with his back. No, it wasn't that so much, but all of a sudden he'd whisper like this. Do you think that's and he. He was he was really off his game, right. really off his game. He does not look uh, mentally fit. He says things like superstition. Yep. He said we created eight thousand jobs. Didn't he mean eight million? Probably I don't know. Eight thousand. Eight thousand. I mean, uh, you know, he could do that in Minnesota. Right. That's like going to Wisconsin. Right. So the video I was going to mention is the XL Energy Center changing over from hockey to wrestling. Yeah, to Springsteen, back to hockey. I bet they were hustling. It was pretty cool. It's and it's only about a minute some long, but I'm going to put that on the show. You know who's coming tonight in Ohio? Hmm. Uh, the Springsteen crowd. Bruce has got the COVID. No, uh, uh, illness due to illness. Yeah, Stevie Van Zant had it before, and they share a microphone for three or four songs. Jimmy, what about Daddy? <laughs> Jimmy Brunzel. Yeah, he, there? he went the other night. I, I asked him if he was going to be there. I texted him and he said, uh, blah, blah, blah. 
Uh, Rook, pretty incredible show by Bruce and his orchestra. What's stamina? A 73-year-old singing nonstop for two and a half hours. He's playing in Winnipeg on November 10th. I'm planning on going. November 10th? Yeah. That's a long way from now. It's pretty cool that your buddies with uh, Jumping Jim Brown's up. I wouldn't say we're going We went to grade school together. No kidding. Yeah. Really? He was the kind of kid in eighth grade. He had a tape measure on him. He'd measure his calf. That guy was athletic, man. Jesus. But, you know, he's still a really good guy. He's a good guy. He's mad at me, though. Why? Well, because well, he's it? a lefty. He's basically oh. a lefty. Yeah, but he, he's still good, though. No, he's a good guy. And, and Kenny's right. He's a hell of an athlete. They live right next to St. Jude's grade school. Oh, they did? Yeah. Not far from the lake. You know who I could spend a lot of time with? I could hang out with Payne all day. Payne's a good guy. Payne's a a fun guy to go out to dinner with. He's a trip talking to him, man. I really enjoyed meeting him. 